You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Here we are, three top. This three is top. this has been a really really fun episode up to this point. It's been interesting. We've had him on the phone. Jared has been on the phone with us for the, the first two time. parts. Not one lost connection. Incredible. Um, it's been pretty good. Thank you, internet. Yeah, I know, right? Thank you, <laughs> yeah, technology. Thank you, technology. Yeah. So so we're gonna kick off three top for three episode top. thirteen. But first of all. Just want to say something we're going to do. We're going to take a break for a couple of weeks. We decided when we launched the podcast that we weren't going to have seasons like season one and season two because, I mean, we are amateurs and that would put a little bit too much pressure on us to have topics from episode to episode link with Mm -hmm. one another and that would require planning and just a lot of brain power that we weren't willing to put into things. (laughs) We like to wing it. (laughs) But um, speaking of winging it, it has been an incredibly fun three months up to this point. I said lack of preparation, lack of proper help. We don't have a producer sitting behind the glass that's giving us stuff to talk about. And we've been coming up with these things. And this is the last one we're going to come up with for a little while. So it's been a lot of fun. We're going to give the listeners a little bit of time so that they can catch up on the episodes that they haven't heard. And something that we've been asking for a while in different episodes is some feedback, maybe. Hey, Mm -hmm. shoot us an email, shoot us a, a Twitter post or say something on one of our Instagram posts or something. But then we keep releasing a new episode two days later. Can't um, keep up. So maybe they can't keep up. So we're going to give them a benefit of the doubt. Give them a chance. Give you guys a chance to uh, to catch up and listen. And, and then if you got anything to say, good, bad, or otherwise, then let us know. Uh, we're going to give ourselves a chance to breathe and then hopefully come back with, you know, a better episode 14. Mm-hmm. So saying all that, we're going to do this, up, this three top a little unique. We're going to do guest top. Guest top. And van top. Van top. So, um, we're going to do it, uh, in, in the order of guest top first. So Jared, you've been awesome up to this point. If you don't mind to be so, you know, I would be honored. I think the two other guys in here would be too. If you went first and you hit us with your guest top. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I, um, earlier today I shared a YouTube clip of, the movie Cable Guy, which is a great movie, by the way. Yes. Um, and it is... Cabla Guga. <laughs> Cable Guga. Uh, but the... Can, I, can of... I just say, I literally last night watched both Ace Ventura movies. Both. Oh, both? Classic. Both. In the That's same real. Night. I kind of missed parts of the first one, but, like, you know, like, left the room for a minute and came back, but yeah. sat down and watched both Ace Ventura movies last night. It was kind of hot. Kind of hot. So, these rhinos. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you just, you you brought up Cable Guy, and I just I had to share those the all time classics, all time classics. So, um, but the the clip was Jim Car uh, Jim Carrey's character um, before he belts out a sweet rendition of Jefferson <laughs> Airplane, somebody to love. Mm-hmm. He he has a little brief diatribe if you will about Altamont and he says you know the um the Rolling Stones disaster at Altamont and something about the Hells Angels coming in and uh, having their way (laughs) and having having their way which they did so I you know I never really 
paid much attention to that. And then fast forward here, 15, 16 years later, I was listening to a podcast and they had an author, a guy by the name of Joel Selvin. He was a former rock and roll columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. And he was talking about Altamont. And I thought, huh, I've heard about that before. So um, the podcast was an hour long. So uh, obviously I'm going to shorten this and summarize all of this um, as, as quickly as possible. But in a few weeks back, you guys had the, I guess it was probably actually about a month ago, you had the episode on uh, the music festival one. Right. Hayden and, did Wood, Woodstock, right? DJ Red. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And DJ Red and Woodstock. And so that actually got me thinking about this podcast that I listened to about a year ago on Altamont. So I went back and re-listened to the podcast. I went and you know, reread some articles on it. Altamont was a free music festival that took place December 6th of 1969. And it was uh, often referred to as like the distorted twin of Woodstock. So Woodstock, for the most part, went off without a hitch in the sense that it was peace and love. And, you know, obviously there were some challenging conditions with Woodstock, but for the most part, it was widely seen as a successful event. In and the Woodstock was in the summer of 69, right? Correct. Just a few months prior. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, it was the, it was the summer of 69. So Altamont was in California. It was about 60 miles east of San Francisco. But before we get to that, I just wanted to, to back up a little bit and talk about San Francisco in the late 60s was very popular on the music scene. Um, the Hate Ashbury District in San Francisco. If you guys have never been to San Francisco, I would put that on your list and go check out the Hate Ashbury District. It's it's very unique with the whole counterculture and and the hippies and everything. Um, it was it was a unique experience. But the the Hate Ashbury District is next to Golden Gate Park. Several or you know many many musician groups lived in the Hate Ashbury District. The Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Santana, Creedence. And Sly and the Family Stone were were uh, probably like the, the most popular bands, but these bands were into you know drop and acid. That was the period of psychedelic music. That's they how I dr- know Hate Ashbury in San Francisco is the LSD scene. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's where I mean that's where it, it all started, and this music scene happened. And Golden Gate Park is right next to the Hate Ashbury District. You can walk. You know, right into there, and these band, these bands would oftentimes just go out and put on these little free shows. They'd get their equipment, go out into the park, and put on these free concerts. And, and then, not just any know, band, bands you listed like Credence and bands. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, the Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane. I mean, very, very popular bands that that started in San Francisco. So that's San Francisco, and there was a manager of the Rolling Stones named Rock Scully, which is a I mean, could you get a better name for like a rock band manager, Rock Scully? <laughs> um, but um, so Altamont really was, you know, the, a big part of it was the Rolling Stones. So Rock Scully was actually meeting with uh, Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones over in London, and they were, uh, as the guy put it, smoking some sensamilla <laughs> and and and, t- and talking about the ro- the Rolling Stones had a very tough year in 69 and they were broke 
So the way that they were going to raise a bunch of money was to go tour in the United States. Well, they missed out on Woodstock. They didn't do Woodstock, but they did come do a tour in the United States, and they were charging quite a bit for ticket prices. So um, the Rolling Stones and Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, them they thought – well, let's do a free music festival. You know, San Francisco's really popular right now. There's all these bands. Um, you know, let's play Golden Gate Park. Let's do that. And Rock Scully of the Grateful Dead said, yeah, I can, I can help you guys get permits to, to Golden Gate Park to play in the park. Cause it was a pretty political process um, with San Francisco and see with the Rolling Stones being from London, they weren't going to be able to get permits to hold a big free concert in Golden Gate Even Park. Even as big so. as they were in, london i mean because they were like everything uk right like they were because they took over london before they took over the united states who rolling stones yeah and and it was more i think it was just a political thing about san francisco they're thinking oh the rolling stones is going to come over here they want to you know there's there's a motivation behind this and and they're the motivation was the Rolling Stones wanted to film a concert, um, a, you know, the free concert. And hmm. obviously they were going to make money off that, which they did. Um, the name of the film that ended up getting created is called Gimme Shelter. And, you know, Jim Carrey <laughs> references that in his line. Um, but the Grateful Dead uh, couldn't you know, get them these permits in, in San Francisco, and they were going to hold it at this other speedway, which was, you know, like north of San Francisco, I believe. And then a, a few days before that was going to happen, the owners of this speedway said, oh, Rolling Stones, this, th they're putting on this concert. Oh, we want $100,000 in royalties from this, this uh, film that's going to be shot. Well, Rolling Stones said no. So then finally, there was this guy that owned the Altamont Speedway 60 miles east of San Francisco that said, hey, you guys can throw it at, at my speedway, at, you know, my property, this speedway I own. It was it was smaller. It was only had held like demolition derbies and stuff like that to this point. But there was a lot. Of <laughs> and then he wants to have <laughs> a concert for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so they flew out in helicopters, the Grateful Dead people, the Rolling Stones manager, they flew out over this, this speedway and there was like junk cars out there and stuff. And the the Rolling Stones manager said, this is great. This will work. I mean, I think they just wanted a place to throw the concert, mm. create goodwill. Well, this was Thursday, the day before the concert on Saturday. There was no stage set up, so they had to set up this stage there, you know, out out in this field, let all the people know about it. There was no running water, no concession stands, no bathrooms. Um, so um. right off the get, yeah, it was just pretty much a, a literal shit show from the beginning. <laughs> no um, pun intended. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, the, you know, the concert, it, they, they get 300,000 people to go to this concert and holy the, shit, the, it, holy it all, shit is right. That's probably a whole lot of shit. Yeah. 300,000 oh, yeah. people, no bathrooms in December. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it maybe only, it freezes. Yeah. And, and it only gets, it only gets worse. Like the, um, the Grateful Dead had a really strong relationship with the San Francisco chapter of the Hell's Angels, like the, the San Francisco Oakland chapter of the Hell's Angels. And the Hell's Angels would a often, good relationship with the Hell's <laughs> yeah. Angels. Well, they, they would, 
they would party with these guys. They would, you know, hang out with them and, and all sorts of stuff. And the, Jerry Garcia uh, bought a lot of drugs from them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, it is. The, and they, they did a lot of drugs together, but the, the dead or the uh, hell's angels would run security for them at these shows in golden gate park well these shows were all were always very peaceful and i mean literally from what i have heard is that the san francisco hell's angels were actually pretty decent when it came to the hell's angels a biker gang like they weren't as ruthless as other you know biker gangs when it came to this type of stuff. I think they respected these musicians. They, um, you know, and, and for the most part kept the peace. Well, when this concert moved to Altamont, then the jurisdiction changed to the San Jose chapter of the Hell's Angels. Well, they weren't not, they weren't quite as nice as the, the San Francisco and Oakland mm. guys. So, <laughs> So literally, they they said, okay, so we need security at this event. Like, Hell, Hell's Angels, do you guys want to do it? No, no, this is this is a big show. We're not going to do this. And oh, come on, it'll be easy. You you pretty much just sit around and make sure people don't reach the stage and this and that. Oh, okay. Well, and they said, well, well, what what do we pay you? What do you guys like? Well, we like beer. So they spent five hundred dollars on beer, which you know back in late six. Was probably quite a bit of beer, and that's what they paid the Hell's Angels to run security really? at this concert. So the um, San Jose chapter, though, yeah, yeah, in the the uh, San Francisco chapter, some of their guys were there, but most of the thuggery, if you will, the ruthlessness came from the the San Jose guys, and they literally parked their motorcycles right in front of the stage, and they had like sawed off pool cues knives and all this other stuff and um so so and, and there was all kinds and there was like 200 200 people on stage at any given time uh, when these bands were performing um the band so they were, were doing a great job yeah, they were doing fantastic. And the band, real quick, the bands that performed in order were Santana, Jefferson Airplane, the Flying Burrito Brothers, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and then the Rolling Stones were like the the main headliner. The Grateful Dead, who helped put on this concert, didn't even go on stage because they were so like taken aback and w- with all the violence and everything. Dude, that man, that lineup yeah. that you just gave. Now I'm not like a. Uh... Uh, 60s and 70s music expert but i knew 80 percent of the bands that you just named i think there was only one that i didn't know compared to the list that hayden read off for like woodstock there were so many bands i'd never heard of not to say that they weren't good but i'm just saying talk about big names that they were able to gather together from a group of friends that grew up in the same area or lived in the same area they were gonna throw it on for free Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, so it was it was a one day music festival, you know, really designed for this documentary that was being shot, this gimme shelter for the Rolling Stones. And it it just it, it came out to be a really bad day altogether. So one of the worst parts about it were the the bad acid that swept over like the entire crowd. Um, they're talking about the, the acid, you know, earlier in the sixties, you know, a lot of times the, the chemists and everything created such pure acid. 
Well, the acid at this show, once it started to evolve, just like any other drugs, people started to cut it. So a lot of the acid at Altamont was cut with strychnine, which is like rat poison, oh, and um, and um, strychnine and uh, methamphetamine, which uh, intensified it. It it just tremendously intensified Do the you, effects of this. Is acid. that where the like the background? All the background uh, uh, stuff with Jim Carrey during his karaoke thing—you think where all that—that's where all that comes from? Is, oh yeah, is, yeah. Is, is that's wow? I never yeah, thought of and, that. And so it was bad acid and then alcohol. Like I guess apparently at Woodstock, people mostly stuck to to pot and acid. And at this show, uh, people mixed a lot of like they called it some kind of wine. You know, probably cheap booze. But when those two were mixed together, I mean, it was it was very agitating and people were very aggressive. So from the start, people were rushing the stage left and right. And the Hell's Angels were pretty much just beating people, um, beating people down. I mean, one guy almost got beat to death. Um, and then the, the kind of very popular um, story that came out of it was there was a, a black guy named Meredith Hunter. Um, and he had a white girlfriend and they were talking about this guy was close to the stage and um, it, the Rolling Stones were on stage at this point. It was nighttime. It was dark. And they were playing Sympathy for the Devil of, of, of all songs. And this guy, you know, gets into an altercation with the Hell's Angels. And I, I think from from what the the reports were and there's articles on this uh, really good articles that I'll talk about in a minute but um he apparently they said was was pointed out by the hell's angels they didn't like how close he was getting to the stage or something well they go out and they and they rush him and you know start beating on him and he retreats apparently at some point he pulled out a gun or went to pull out a gun and he was stabbed uh, like five times by a member of the Hell's oh Angel. My. This guy, guy pulls a knife out of his boot and stabs him. And mind you, this is in front of the stage while the Rolling Stones were playing. People can see what's going on. And they this, were filming a documentary, so they had yeah. cameras on the stage. Mm -hmm. Yep, and if you like Google images from Altamont and all that, you can actually see this guy. I think he was wearing like a, a, a light green suit and you can see the altercation and you can see the hell's angels guy like going to stab him well you know the guy gets stabbed and then literally other concert goers lift his body up and put it on the stage this guy who had been stabbed like five times and he's dying and the rolling stones they stop playing for a minute they don't know what to do the the hell's angels on stage went and they go grab him and toss him back into the crowd oh my god oh. and so then like medics end up getting him and taking him backstage well now, this concert was so poorly Yikes. thrown together that there was no medical attention. And to oh. get this, this guy needed to get to a hospital. And a lot of the bands arrived to this concert by helicopter. Well, the Rolling Stones had a helicopter and they said, you know, pretty much, can we use the helicopter to fly this guy to a hospital? And they said, no, like everyone was so scared. What? I mean, it was it was such a violent situation that I think everyone was pretty scared for their lives. And they just, you know, after these bands performed, they just wanted to get the hell out of there. 
um, like the there was a tent backstage that treated people like a, a, a psychology type tent for you know people that freaked out on acid, and they just said that there were so many people coming to that tent that were just out of their minds that um, they they probably saw like you know one percent of all the people that were there and and you know so many people didn't even know that this tent existed for to people to get help with their issues so it was just a um a, a crazy ordeal there was some more people that died there was three more people that died um there was some guy on acid uh stole a car and he was convinced that the Hell's Angels were chasing him. And hell, they, they might have been. Who knows? <laughs> but he drove a car right into like a campsite of people and hit and killed two people. Oh, my um, goodness. A, another person was found dead in like an irrigation ditch. So, um, the yeah, next- man, that's just bad. That's bad acid. Like LSD historically does not make you an aggressive <laughs> person. My favorite, just one of my, or I should say one of my most favorite parts of the uh, the Woodstock documentary is when they have the camera footage of the stage where the guy comes out and gives like the PSA where he's like, don't take the brown acid. The brown (laughs) acid is bad. (laughs) Don't, don't take the brown acid. Yeah. And it's like, who is this guy? Like he just comes out and gives that and then walks off stage. But yeah. So, I mean, this was, it was just a, a, a horrible, I mean, violent fights erupting everywhere. Females were treated for stitches that got hit with bottles. And, um, I mean, it was just uh, an awful experience. Now, the next day in the newspapers and the San Francisco Chronicle and the New York Times, they portrayed it as this great festival that, oh, yeah, sure, there was one concert goer that was stabbed to death and died. But um, other than that, it was this, it was the, a great, joyous experience and all that. Well, they could get away with that shit in 1969, man. Yeah, yeah, fake news. And, and, <laughs> fake uh, news. and Rolling Stone magazine was actually very new at that point. Um, and they actually gained a ton of credibility because they wrote the article that exposed all of this. It was called Let It Bleed. Um, which is the name of a Rolling Stones album, but they um, kind of cast a light on all this. They have a firsthand account of a guy that was right there that witnessed the stabbing, you know, and, and then they released another article after that called Rock and Roll's All-Time Worst Day. Um, and so it's a fascinating read. The listen to the podcast was great. I had never heard about this. I was kind of embarrassed to admit that, you know, I just I never heard of it of of all these stories, and maybe Rock there's and a Roll's reason for all that. All time worst day. Yeah, huh. and I and I know like it's you arguable. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, when you were talking on a recent episode about the day the music died. Yeah, um, and it was Big Bopper, the Big Bopper, Richie Valens Rick and Buddy and, Holly, and Buddy Holly, and I've actually um, for work that happened in, near Mason City, Iowa. And I traveled there for work a couple of years ago and like actually stayed in the town where that happened. And I think there's like a, a little museum or, or monument uh, for those guys up there. But I would but yeah, say that's I mean, a little bit, I mean, granted, I, you don't want to compare one life to the other, but I guess in the impact that it has on rock and roll, you kill three of the most prominent mm-hmm. forces in it. I, w- I would rank that higher than somebody bleeding out yeah. on stage that was rocking out on some bad acid. <laughs> 
Yeah, and sorry, I think it was... sorry, guy that got stabbed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know. I think, and a lot <laughs> Shit, of it I look like they... an asshole. But... Yeah, no, I'm just like, well, yeah, he got stabbed to death. Screw yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was just pretty monumental in the fact that it was they call it like the end of the idealistic '60s. You know, the the peace and love you had Woodstock a few months earlier, and then this happened, and it kind of I, I, I don't know. I guess put an end to the '60s and the the free love. And I think mm. from that point on, they were probably a, a little apprehensive to hold these big music festivals, and you know, it, without a lot of proper planning and. Then cocaine came along. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my top man. Just a, a crazy story. And man, I've never heard really of Altamont. I've never heard of it. And I've obviously anyone uh, that grew up in our time frame that has heard of Woodstock gives a damn at all about music these days has heard of Woodstock. You know, so but I've never heard of Altamont. Three hundred thousand sh- people. I know that's it, like seventy five percent of what Woodstock was, so that's very comparable. And it had, in my opinion, a better lineup list. I don't know, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, it didn't have yeah. Jimmy, you know, and it didn't have Janis Joplin, but yeah. it had the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it had Creed. Didn't you say Creedence? It had Grateful Creedence Dead. Creedence opened. Remember for Woodstock. So for Woodstock, yeah, Creedence yeah, wasn't at didn't Altamont. Have Creed. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Creed, yeah. The only question yeah. I have is, did you find the Credence tapes? Oh, I found the tapes, dude. I found the tapes, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a guy for Jefferson Airplane got punched in the face on stage while they were playing. And like, anytime the band guys would say like, hey guys, cut it out, or, or tried to, you know, tell the Hells Angels to take it easy on people, they pretty much were told to shut up and... You know, either that or they'd get socked in the mouth, and it was just, yeah, it was wild. I, I Man, I, I don't know, using the Hells Angels for your security, you know, you ever heard you're the saying? You're asking for it. I mean, if you lay with dogs, you're going to get fleas. You ever heard anybody yeah. say that? You know, oh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just one of those things. So, that was a good top, man. I like that a lot. And it's funny because that Jim Carrey, that video that you <laughs> sent us, it only talks about Altamont for like the first three seconds of it the rest of it's yeah. just entertainment but oh um, yeah so i'm gonna try to set this up the best way that i can i think that you two in the room i might it might be leaked out exactly what i'm gonna be talking about but i'm gonna set it up like this so if i just told you that my topic, topic. Uh, what i'm gonna talk about it the estimates because of this there are estimates of $10 billion in lost productivity in one day in businesses around the country, okay? You're about to talk about Amazon. I'm about to talk about Amazon. I'm about to talk to Amazon. And the reason that this $10 billion estimation came up was rather fascinating, all right? Is this so, people pooping and shopping? Do you understand what GDP means? Well, of course. What does it mean? Yeah, gross domestic product. A gross domestic product. So the GDP is, yeah. of the United States in 2016 was around $18.5 trillion, okay? So what that equates to, if you do the math with all of the applicable numbers, is $0.92 cents per a minute per worker in the year 2016 in the United States that contributed mm-hmm. to our GDP, so ninety two cents per worker per minute. Okay. Okay. Now folly. Okay. Okay. Right. Per minute. Per minute. Oh. Snap. Ninety two cents a minute. Okay. So the way that Amazon Prime works, 
on Prime Day. Today, July 11th, is Prime Day. Mm-hmm. The episode will release afterwards. Actually, the shopping, I think, ends in about, oh, 43 minutes. Something like that. On today. 42 it'll minutes be today. Four or five days from now. But 85 million Prime users out there. You're one of them. Correct, Hayden? Hardcore. Jared, are you a Prime user? Hardcore. All right, so two out of four. So mm-hmm. 78% of Prime users said that they would look once every five minutes on Prime Day to see the new special deal that's coming out, which is a new feature that they added. A new deal comes out every five minutes. So if you do the math on one of the 85 or 78% of the 85 million looking at least once every five minutes, you're looking at lost productivity of $10 billion. <laughs> so again, it's just an estimate. It actually could move higher or lower depending on if they add more prime users during the day and get more people looking and all that. So I set all this That's up to say stat. Amazon Prime Day. And when I hear lost productivity, where Jared, where does your brain go when you hear uh, – an event that causes a bunch of lost productivity at work. March Madness. March Madness. That's mm-hmm. the first place my head goes. It's always one of those things that people mm-hmm. talk about because it happens on a Thursday and a Friday when you got to go to work, and it's the most exciting days of the and tournament. Everybody's face is in their phones, or watching stats, computer. checking your bracket. So yeah. if you take that ninety-two cents a minute calculation, which I've never heard that in my life thought it was brilliant the way the guy came up with it well what's crazy is so that means 92 cents times 60 what does that come to because i know like the like the average worker in the u.s makes approximately 20 to 25 dollars an hour if you take it as an average so you said 92 cents times six if they each one did an hour so technically that's 55 dollars an hour that in money that a worker on average so essentially it's doubled like what the average worker makes yeah <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> on a, on average i guess you could say that's those are rough numbers of but. course it's of course it's an average and it doesn't necessarily lead to loss for your business but what it is is lost productivity the amount of money that they're paying you to do something else <laughs> than what you're doing mm-hmm. and if you extrapolate out the numbers so yeah uh july 11th is Amazon Prime Day because it's a celebration of Amazon's 20th birthday. Today was actually the third annual Prime Day, making last year, if you're decent at math, the second annual Prime Day. Happy 23rd birthday <laughs> to you. Yeah. So last year was second Prime Day, so they have I have some statistics. You know I'm Mr. Statistics and I like this stuff. So it obviously was the biggest sales day ever for Amazon last year. So we're anticipating this year to be bigger. So Amazon hits more on this day than they do on like Cyber Monday. It was well in 2016 it was the biggest sales day ever. So yes. Wow, that's impressive. Yes. This is a wow. This is a very in the smart middle of July it. whereas Cyber Monday is like in peak shopping season. When okay, no, but I'm about a self-created like, holiday. Yeah. But think about this. School start up in August and September. In July, you can be getting your textbooks if you want to, and a lot of people do that through Amazon. Kind of, yeah. a, kind of surprising though. The top two things that are that are purchased. I'll get to that much later. If so I remember it, correctly, uh, also Amazon does a thing with textbooks where you can sell them back for a decent amount of money that's what too. I thought. 
Yeah, they do, or like a book renting, or they they do something, something with textbooks, with textbooks. that yeah. is pretty legit. Someone explained it to me once, but I can't remember how it works. But they do something. Well, like I said, it was the second annual Prime Day was the biggest sales day ever for Amazon, with a jump of sixty percent in orders over two thousand fifteen, and the United States had a fifty percent jump in orders from two thousand fifteen to two thousand sixteen. So we've already had our online shopping topic. We've already had our Amazon buying Whole Foods topic. We've talked a million million times over the course of the last 12 episodes about all this different stuff with online shopping yeah okay so here here we go kind of bring it all all to a head so sales were estimated on that one day in 2000 last year uh for the second annual prime day of a little bit higher than 525 million dollars in one day good for them they made (laughs) 525 million dollars in one day up from a projection of 415 (laughs) <laughs> somebody made a bonus <laughs> so the first year that they ran prime day and anyone that's done it jared you you're hardcore did you do prime day last year the first I, year or this year at all today no I, today actually i didn't look at it once uh last year i looked at it a few times and from what i've read like the psychology behind it is like you can find these deals if you're just good at using the internet on most days. There's there's a handful of things, and really, it's all the Amazon stuff that gets discounted. The, stop the it! I, you got to stop talking. You're you're taking things. you're taking my thunder. Yeah, I'm getting there. Sorry. But no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's exactly what that's exactly what it is. And I've got a couple like a quote and a couple of numbers to go behind it. But that's kind of what their target was for this year. Everything that you just said, and it's kind of funny how it worked in the opposite. For someone like yourself, that's a prime user. So, um, again, put a pin in that too. Um, but uh, two years ago, when they first launched it, they did a new deal every ten minutes. So this year, they started doing a new deal every five. Or two years last year, they started doing a new deal every five minutes. So this was something that kind of they it led to an uptick in orders. It led to an uptick in in need and all that. And mm-hmm. then again, when everything's brand new and shiny, you don't really know what it is. All you see is the sparkles and then you have a second year. And then like what Jared said, you realize it's not as good a deal as you thought. You realize it's only Amazon products that are getting the deep discounts mm-hmm. as opposed to something that you could get somewhere else, whatever. Um, so, uh, but according to some statistics with, uh, this one, um, analysis firm, that's something Jaffrey, Gosh, I should know it because it's like super popular, it's super well known. But Amazon accounts for almost one third of all Cyber Monday sales. Did you happen to catch the other contributors? What is it, eBay and well, the, well everything else? Walmart. I mean, everything else. Walmart.com and at private label sites. But Amazon runs the online operations for roughly three thousand online retailers. Wow! So the sales from Cyber Monday are a little under $3 billion in that one day. And Amazon controls or gets about, contributes about one third of that. That's incredible. There is no reason to believe that prime day won't get to a billion dollars in one day based on the route that they're going based on their aggressive promotion, their aggressive buys and things mm-hmm. like that. Whole foods mm-hmm. being, being one, what are they going to already add? starting to pay it back? What are they going to add grocery wise to that? So, um, but on inaugural prime day, they sold more units than on any black Friday that they've ever had. That's just mind blowing. 
I'm just thinking of this people... caused Walmart to alter their shipping methods and their shipping uh, charging consumers. Yeah, and what they're doing. Walmart's even releasing statements that are saying. No one at Walmart.com, shopping at Walmart.com is any less happier today or the first of the month yeah. or the last of the month than they were now they're or whatever. Have, they're going to have to put everything on rollback. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of the bigger things for me with Amazon and with this whole like Amazon day is that's I'm not that kind of Amazon customer. Like I use Amazon because it's convenient and I don't have to drive 45 minutes. Like I, so I, you I, see through all the bells and whistles and the bright lights and yeah, the, like you know, you know. And I do know that there are sometimes options for say I don't know I'm running out of shampoo and I need shampoo. Okay, and I prime it real fast. You know, it's one click buying and it's done. But the thing about it is it's free shipping just like probably ordering it from Target.com is probably free shipping. But the Amazon free shipping is second day shipping. Like it's free second day. Like all like that's the for me, I feel like that's the biggest thing about Amazon Prime is the free second day. Because that's expensive. If you can recall anytime you've ever bought anything anywhere where they charge you shipping and you try to upgrade it to second day, it's like thirteen, fourteen dollars depending yeah, on. Yeah, that's how where big. they cover a lot of their overhead costs is with that that charge right there yeah but because if it's regular it, ground which is three to five days which generally means you'll well see. they have it worked into a contract so it's not a direct that they have to charge you that so that they can pay for it themselves oh no, <clears> i'm like, just saying like but just for normal ground shipping which is what generally like anywhere ebay you know if you were to buy anything on ebay right now that most buy sellers say it's free shipping it's going to come ground it's not going to come next day air or second day air like it's just crazy that yeah they but offer i don't i don't so know that fast. all this maybe this stuff did maybe it didn't but i mean the stuff that it sold like what would you guess would be the top things that it would sell on would, prime day like i'll I'm, give each of you a, a shot at it like home goods like what do you mean home goods like detergents and like just things for your home okay Malcolm. I'm thinking digital. So they're selling um, movies or CDs. So, something that, like, discounted Amazon stuff where you get to, I don't know, buy a digital book or Echoes. buy this okay. um, digital movie. <clears throat> Jared. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, like Hayden said, either the Echo or the Kindles. Well, those are, those are what carry the biggest discounts, but they sold okay. 2 million toys. Wow. Wow. Huh. In one day, toys over okay, okay, over ninety over ninety thousand televisions. Well, like Jared was talking God. about. Earlier. So, like this is a this is a literal Black Friday shopping day is what it's turned into. Like you you and Jared have both basically stated a case that you guys can read between the lines. But it obviously there's eighty five million Prime customers. Hmm. It's obviously not something that everyone can read between the lines. You know, I I logged on. I'm not a Prime. I don't have a Prime account. Maybe but I logged in and I started reading a bunch of articles, didn't log in, but I started reading a bunch of articles where people that do have Prime accounts have posted some of the deals of the day. Mm-hmm. Catch this deal before this time kind of thing. So I'm able to see the deals. Some of them are like 10% off and I'm like, deal of the day? Mm-hmm. What is this? So, um, But anyway, you guys have said it a couple times. It's the Kindles, the Kindle Fires, the Echoes, the Alexa speakers, anything that's Amazon branded is what's going to carry the biggest discounts. Obviously, it's got... Yeah, I feel got, like I look today and the Echo... The little, the smaller Echo that's like $50 was like $30. But see, Jeff Bezos and even the higher-ups of 
Amazon have been quoted as saying that it's not even about selling stuff. It's about selling Amazon. And it's kind of a point that you made a little bit ago, like with the whole shipping thing. Like, them offering you second-day shipping for free is not necessarily incurring the company some huge cost that they can't recoup. Right. It's the companies that are charging you shipping that are trying to cover up a cost that they can't cut. Right. So it is a total total controllable expense Which because it's coming of the much rarer. I the last So I, they're selling Amazon. That's why they're cutting the yeah. deeper discounts yeah. in the Amazon product and then it doesn't matter if they sell you a Vizio TV, you know. Yeah. They want to sell and, you and an Echo. Yeah, think about it. they're selling it's Prime Day. They're selling Prime too. Think about I would be interested to see the statistics on how many new hundred dollar prime memberships are sold on. They didn't prime release Day. they didn't release the data, Jared. I wanted that so bad. Yeah. But yeah. what and what it did state was there was a loophole added for this year where people could sign up for a thirty day trial membership to get on and shop yeah. today. Because I think they were worried about people seeing through the bullshit like you and Hayden and not, <laughs> not doing it. So they're offering people 30 free days, but then it's an automatic charge of $100 to your account if you don't cancel it by a certain day. I mean, for yeah. me, like the number of items per year that we order, as well as utilize their streaming movies and TV service for, like, I mean, I'm probably paying 50 cents per package in shipping costs. In the total yeah. num- in the total number of items that we probably buy from Amazon in a year, which is you know it's a hundred dollars a year to be a member, hmm. and it comes with the the streaming TV movies and that f- automatic two day free shipping, which like I said is an expensive thing. Like if anything you order on the internet, they give you the options of shipping, and you click on the one that says second day air, it's like god dang fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. It's crazy yeah. expensive how much shipping jumps when you go to those sorts of things like i remember i had to ship a package to atlanta it was a birthday gift for some friends like kids and it was like 15 dollars to ship a tiny little box from to ups like regular ground no no speed shipping at all and i'm just like i mean i didn't care about spending the 15 dollars but it was just like i was kind of shocked i was like damn that's a lot for shipping a box you know, 300 miles. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just, it's so convenient. And those, I mean, the, the two day shipping is, is a big part of the reason why we do it. And, you know, like you can order, we order things like diapers through Amazon, just home goods. And I mean, you think about like my wife, it's hard for her to get out with two kids now, load everybody up, get to the store um, you know, get everything loaded to where now literally, yeah, you order it and it's there, you know, second day, second day right there on your porch. Um, and then a couple, it, they do such a great job of making you feel, I guess, a, a part of the club with the, the streaming music and the, um, and the, the movie app that, there's a lot of good stuff there that's just kind of. Yeah, ad, ad, I, I'd ad, mentioned ad. before that I watched Ace Ventura. Both yeah. movies. Guess what? I watched it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Amazon has an original series called All or Nothing on, it's a football series, kind of like the um, training camp ones on HBO Hard Knocks, and mm. I just love it. It's like an eight-part series, and it's an exclusive Amazon original, and I'm watching that right now on Amazon. So it's uh, it, it really is great, and actually, my wife was looking at buying something today. I didn't look on there, but she was on there looking for some instapot thing that she was looking i don't know if she bought it or not but i think she said it was like 40 bucks off so who knows maybe we did get a good deal (laughs) well we did we did a big episode on or a big segment on it and talked about word of mouth advertising being at least two times more effective than any kind of print or video advertising that you can see and when you've got an event like this going on, man, that type of stuff is literal wired wildfire in a high wind. In high winds. So, so what you're saying is, is because we're talking all these nice things about Amazon, is yo Amazon, let's get some kickbacks. Yeah, I mean, Give I me think discount. Yeah. I I think that Amazon could sponsor the show and afford it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> afford yeah. it. I th- I think I think Amazon okay. could buy us a van and put us up in a van. But no, um, if you're curious about any of the deals that you're getting or not getting on Amazon, go to this simple website. Very, very, very easy to remember. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe not. CamelCamelCamel.com. <laughs> That's really? right. Type it just like that. Otherwise, you might get something that you shouldn't be looking at. <laughs> Camel. Camel, camel, C A M E L, C A M E L, C A M E L dot com. And you can, all you have to do is you copy and paste the link of whatever it is that you're looking up on Amazon right. into this place, and it will give you all of the history of that item of what it's sold for on the internet. So you can tell, it'll tell you like what's the lowest price that it's sold for, what's the highest price that it's sold for. Uh, those types of things. Interesting. Yeah. So if you want to know whether you're really getting a good deal on Prime Day, use Camel, Camel, Camel. I, I'd also <laughs> seen some advertisement for some sort of widget for your internet browser that when you're on Amazon, uh, it will actually um, generate options of things where they, it finds it for cheaper on the internet. Huh. I was like, damn. But I still love that two-day shipping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and of course, you know, there's there's going to be a, everybody that's going to want to take something Amazon's done great and just put a little twist on it right. to make a dollar or whatever it is. But we stated in maybe episode two, I think it was two, Way two or back. three, that Amazon's going to own the world one day. I think it was episode three. I think it was Michael's episode. Called it. <laughs> and ever since then, three months later... The way they've already expanded their business in three months from the time that we first started kind of mm-hmm. looking at them, talking about them, just look at what they're doing. Look at what mm-hmm. they're doing. And now it's going to be like, look at them. They're buying apartment complexes. And look at them. They're building mansions. And look at them. They have a construction company. Well, yeah, if you're sitting on billions of dollars, what do you do with it other than put it into other things that make you more money? That's what you you continue to do that instead of putting it into politicians and lobbyists. Right. You put it into things that are going to make you more money. Well, sometimes they do make those big corporations more money. I guess that's, that's <laughs> very true. I was trying to hide my where my money goes, <laughs> where all of my expendable income goes. <clears throat> Bob Corker, <clears throat> you get nothing. Mm. No, that's all I've got about amazon though you guys got anything specific you ever bought anything on prime day i haven't like i said i told you or i was trying to explain before like i 
like Amazon Prime is not like or like Prime Day or even Cyber Monday or Black Friday is not a special day for me where I'm like, yeah, we got to get that deal. I just literally use Amazon Prime for its convenience. Jared, you said about having to pack the kids up and get everything together to go to wherever you can get said mm-hmm. thing. That's annoying. It's so, hard. So I <laughs> need know? to get my wife Amazon Prime is what you're saying because we do not have it. She orders stuff online all the time. But, I mean, I'm talking their clothes, like from Children's Place or from Old Navy Man, or wherever. you need to just check it out. Just get her Prime. We're selling. Like, who knows yeah. what you could have gotten that treadmill for. We got a yeah. really good deal on that treadmill. Like, With free shipping, we're two. I'm surprised it still two works. Two brothers That's how bring it in your house. Got. <laughs> I told Steph, yeah. if you get to run on this thing three times, you got your money's worth. <laughs> 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 That's how good of a deal we got. No, Where'd sp- you buy it from? Um, somewhere on the internet, cheaptreadmills.com or something like that. Nice. Treadmill, treadmill, yeah. treadmill. Yeah, treadmill, treadmill. <laughs> yeah. treadmill. <laughs> camel, camel, camel. I laughed when I read that. I was like, did I get that right? Yeah, mm. that's good. So I'm on it. I'm looking at it right now. It's legit. Nice. Fact check. <laughs> Fact two check. for two. Fake news. Yeah, two for two. <laughs> so... So we're going to take a break for a couple weeks. Um, We're going to try to come back rested and better than ever. Probably be the first week of August uh, that we'll come back and we'll have a little bit of content, I suppose. We'll have a couple weeks of things to filter through and we'll have some time to soak up some things. Hopefully you guys have a chance to catch up on episodes. Um, Listen to Hayden's outro here at the end of the episode so you can catch our email address and where to follow us and all that. Uh, just so that you you actually have time to catch up with whatever you want to catch up with us on. Uh, We greatly appreciate you guys listening. It's literally the best part of my week, every single week, to look forward to coming in and doing the van. Um, Sitting down with you two, obviously, is a ton of fun. Um, But the way that this kind of was born and evolved into what it is, and the fact that there are people that actually listen to it and... Um, have feedback for it makes it even much more fun so hell yeah uh we appreciate you guys every single one of you jared we appreciate we appreciate you a ton uh, being one of our first listeners and one of our most loyal thank you so much for the phone interview and the phone guest well over three hours on the phone um that went pretty much flawless we greatly appreciate you man no problem happy to do it had a great time and and uh you know, I, I stay caught up on my, my BRB podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now that we have a couple weeks to kick off um, and finalize some things, we're going to be uh, having some options possibly of some T-shirts um, and of some other possible things. So please stay tuned for what's coming up next with the Big Red Van. We're looking forward to having more guests on. If that interests you, contact us. This is going to be a lot of fun well into the rest of the year. We hope you guys have a good couple of weeks, and we'll catch up with you really soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, we love to hear your feedback. Do us a favor and go to your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and click that like and follow button for all your episode updates and releases. Like us at The Big Red Van Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Big Red Van Pod. And as always, you can just send us an old fashioned email at The Big Red Van Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and it means the world. Just share us with a friend.